font. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, this is a really funny story. I was a big, huge fan of big hair. I grew up in the Midwest. We like to like we it. like to poof our hair. I don't like it. And he's been trying to give me a flatten my hair out since the day we met. Like, like do something different. Something different. <laughs> you in your floppy boots. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is our Valentine's Day podcast. I don't know how good it's going to be, but if anything, it'll be funny. Well, I mean, depends on what you're interested in. Yeah, are we talking about serious stuff? Is this just going to be all funny? I think it's all sex. Mm, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Let's let's talk about that. (laughs) Nick's real uncomfortable with this topic of sex. I'm I'm not uncomfortable with it. I just don't think it's for public. It's like nobody's fucking business. I feel like it's totally okay to talk with about anybody. You're over. You overly share. I'm always like in public. I'm like, babe, stop. But the thing is, it's like everybody has questions and everybody has like hormone questions. So public already. It's like, come on, man. There has to be something that's just for us. Yeah, we. I mean, we're the actual act of sex is just for us. But like, (laughs) we can talk about it with everybody else. Oh, we're off to a good start. All right. We need like a cool intro that's like, bow, check, bow, wow. Yeah. Nice. No, actually, none of the questions have anything to do with sex, but I mean, you, they could have asked if they had questions because I'm an open book. Your microphone's bothering me. Why do you have your mic? You're like you Dimitri. Why is your microphone? <laughs> Just put it so here. <laughs> Just put it here. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Mark, can you still hear, hear her well? Okay. All right, hit, hit, let's do this. So okay. what we did was you put on a Q&A. I did it. A couple weeks ago. Yep, just to get a few questions, and I felt like we could kind of elaborate off of that. This is th- the biggest thing that I wanted to kind of address is we've been getting, like, hit up a lot, both you and I both, about men changing and going through, like, some serious, like, life-altering shifts of, like, mm-hmm. I want to get healthy, I want to eat better. I want to look better. I want to, like, be physically fit. My wife's not on board. And you're getting hit with this, like, a lot. One word. Divorce. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, we already did that podcast, though. Well, no, we kind of didn't. We we sort of addressed it in one. In one I felt like we, like, beat it to death. death. Why did we get hit back with it so much again right after? I feel like it's it's getting to where so maybe this is it. Maybe but can I, I explain. Yes. This is what happens. We get guys signed up in the agogi. They get it's it's wild, man. Their life, they become men of purpose, they become men of, you know, being passionate. They they're they start they get healthy, they start having more time, more energy, they start serving their wife better, they start do, you know, pushing for date nights, they start spending more time with their kids. It, it, they lose weight. They look. They look amazing. And if their wife is not on board, their wife turns it into a negative, saying that they basically are doing this because they want to leave their wife, or they're 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 wanting to like find another woman. They think all, it's like a midlife crisis. Yeah, or something. which is all this is is insecurity on the woman's behalf. And, well, yes. And then, Hold on, because I'm the one talking to the men. Yeah, yeah. And then the di- the guy's like, and this is multiple people. The guy's like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, I did this for my family because I asked what the why is. Like, you know, here's a cheat question. If I- I'm going to give you the answer to, the- I'm going to give you the answer to the ending question. If you call me, if we get on a phone and we're like, hey, I want to join the agogi, and I go, okay, why do you want to become better? And you're like, well, I want to look good naked or. I deserve it or something like this. I'm like, eh, I'm gone. Like, I'm not interested because if I hypothetically situation, if I tell you to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, three 30 in the morning to go, go outside and either it's 30 degrees or it's 120 degrees already, depending on where you live to go do 200 burpees in your garage or in your driveway for, for time. Nobody wants to do that shit. <laughs> that shit. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So the reason why you're going to go do really hard, uncomfortable things has to be greater than yourself because that or look, just looking good naked is not going to get you out of bed early in the morning now. But if a guy goes, listen, man, I'm not serving my family the way and I don't want to be the guy that you talk about that 
is down the road, has type 2 diabetes, wearing a CPAP to sleep, you know, has has heart disease, going to die of a stroke and leave my kids and my grandkids and my my wife holding the bill or or I'm just my quality of life is so shitty because I'm so unhealthy that I can't even really partake in my family's events. That's selfish and bullshit. You're the guy carrying the shoes, like I said in that other video that pissed everybody off. But so the anyways, these guys get on this journey, they get on the path, and every once in a while there's a woman that's like gets insecure and makes it about something that it's not. And the guy's like, dude, I'm literally doing all of this for my family, and my wife is sitting here turning it into a negative. And essentially it's making me becoming more healthy and fit is making her uncomfortable. Right. I just watched a whole entire yeah. like video. Somebody posted a video as like a chick and she was like my boyfriend's really good looking. Yeah, my boyfriend's really good looking, and he started all of a sudden wants to prep meals and do all this stuff, and I'm just like, gross, no. And I'm like, what? First I of don't... all, you look like Miss Piggy, <laughs> so maybe you should meal prep with your husband. Um, okay, so here's what I, the one thing I will say, and this is something that you even told me that B said to you at one of your first events that you went to, Bedros, by the way, if that's what, if people don't know who B is, and we reference B, it's Bedros, your mentor. He said it to you. People were asking some of those similar questions at the event. And he said, are there promises to your wife that you've broken? Oh, uh, yeah. So, no, it was one of our, and it was one of the guys that was in the Agogi um, actually asked. He said, um, basically, I say these sort of things and she, you know, let, let's rewind. Let me, let me tell the story. Tell it correctly. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not this story; it's just in general. And I've been, I've, I've been that guy. There's a lot of been, guys have been that guy. You and I have had these issues. Where have you ever been in an environment where a group of people are hanging out? The man says something, and the woman makes like a velvet dagger remark, or like a dis, like a kind of like a <sighs> yeah. diss and diss to her husband in front of people. It's so bad, and it's so uncomfortable. I wrote about it in my book because it's like. I wrote a book called How Not to Be a Miserable Cow, by the way, just FYI. So Every man should go buy that for their wife and then give it to him. <laughs> for Valentine's honey, Day. Honey, I bought you this book. I bought you this book. For um, Valentine's Day with something else that's nice. So it's, really, it's a really smooth move. I'm sure it'll get you laid when you buy your wife a book that's called How Not to Be a I don't know. I don't know how you buy that book for your wife. You got to get her something cool with it, like a nice gift, like a gesture with it that's I not. Think she, I think she... Maybe you buy it for yourself and you read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's exactly right. Like, it's really scary. And then when people are drinking, it, like, comes out more. Yeah, and you make other people uncomfortable when they do it because it's, like, right in you front of you. You demasculate your husband right in front of everybody. Mm. And then, and this is what happens. Everybody goes, oh, that woman's a bitch. Yeah. She is a see you next Tuesday bitch. But the reality is, the reality is she probably is not. She probably is resentful for his actions, not being the man that he's supposed to be, not keeping his promises that he's made to her to where over the years it's built resentment where she doesn't respect her husband anymore. And there's bitterness. And, there's like, bit and that's, and, and so when you look at it from a surface, it's just like, oh man, she's a bitch to do that for her husband in front of him. But you don't see the months and years leading up to where he hasn't been doing date nights. He hasn't been taking care. He comes home, pops a beer, sits on the couch. The kids are running around. He's not helping her. You know, there's a there's a bunch of things leading up, leading up to that. Because, excuse me, if you're in a healthy relationship and you're serving your spouse and you're serving your family, the woman is going to look look at you like you look at me. I mean, so awesome. <laughs> But you weren't always. No, I wasn't always. But and that's and that's the thing is like you want your wife of however many years to look at you and go, "Ma'am, that is my dude." Yeah. And when they don't do that, it's not because there's some bitches out there. Let's be real. But some miserable cows. There's some miserable cows. But ninety eight percent of the time, I would say that it's not the woman. It's the man not living up to his potential and his promises so, that caused that situation. So that being said, that's what I'm getting at. So that being said, maybe you are the guy that's trying to make this big change and your wife's not on board, not because she's like, ew, no, I don't want you to meal prep, but maybe it's more because she's sort of like already bitter and resentful of you 
and it's kind of like, oh, you're going to change? Let's see it or whatever. Like just this no, attitude. But I'm, but I'm even talking about once they have changed. Yeah. They still are like there's a, and, and that's where it switches from you not keeping your promises to now it's an insecurity on their behalf because they're not making prom they're not making the progress that you're making. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like to me I'm almost like okay, before you come and say, "Hey, my wife won't get on board." It's like, "Why don't you first go proof is in the pudding. Let me show her and not just talk don't about say, it." Don't don't be talking about it. Be about it. Be about it. And show them and then once that yeah, that once that change happens, it's like night and day I just remember specifically even for you like it was like a different person happened it felt like within within 60 days I felt like you became you just did it and then I was like holy shit I better get get my my my, shit together let me put my fucking (laughs) boots on I gotta get my shit together but it was like it really did it gave me a very very like and you know what? And this is kind of what we'll we'll dive into this this a little bit. So, like for years, you and I have been together. We've been through thick and thin. We've been through struggles, whatever. But like ultimately, I've no, you know known you to be somebody who is always looking to improve, even when we were fucked up, even when we were not doing well. I was still. You were still yeah. on the path, yeah. and you know. I think Just this wasn't is a clear path. Right. I was on a path. I was on a path. Yeah. So let, let me yeah. preface it with that. Like, first of all, we, when we met and like our relationship, like we are by no means relationship experts, right? Like I don't Speak see us. <laughs> I don't feel like we're relationship experts. I'm not. I'll tell you this. I've been married and divorced twice. So I'm not saying that I have all the answers. And definitely when we met, it was, we were the exception. The fact that we made it, is the exception because in spite of all of our bullshit crap. It just comes down to like your intention and, and hard work. Like there's there's plenty of reasons why we couldn't be. Shouldn't have made it. Shouldn't have made it, but it, it has to do with intention and hard work. So, you know, in the beginning when things were very tough, you know, we were just having fun because that's all we really had the time for, right? Like we were both in the middle of divorces and it was like messy and – it wasn't a good time to be in a relationship, but we were still doing it anyway, sort uh, of. And you just wanted to, we just wanted to. Ride the ride? There was a, No, it was just because there was so much drama and so much this, it was just like, it was easier. It, the easy road is to just have fun. Yeah, pleasure. It, you know what I mean? Easy versus hard. Right. But then because we did that, <laughs> we had to have hard later, which was very hard. But, you know, that's the way it works. And now it's like. You know, that's why we choose hard now over easy. And it's like those conversations sometimes are not comfortable conversations. But I'd rather, I'd rather do the hard first so that we can continue on having it easy and having a good relationship. So in the beginning, during that time when things were like really tough and whatever, I still remember, you know, that I would listen to like a podcast that you were on. And just be like so blown away by all the the deep things and that you'd said and you all the wisdom you had. About the very first one. Well, the very first one, like we're talking about a guy I saw on Instagram who you I didn't see me on. Instagram. I saw a photo of you on someone else's Instagram. It wasn't even on. Instagram. It wasn't even your Instagram. I saw a photo of you on someone else's Instagram, and they were like, "I was like, oh my god, that dude's hot." I messaged my. Well, I was hotter back then. <laughs> I messaged my friend and was like, "Holy shit, that dude's hot." Is he single? He said yes. The answer was not so much. Single ish. <laughs> Alone, process. yes. In the middle of a divorce, also yes. And so it was like that messy thing. But I stalked you a little bit, and I and I listened to that first podcast you were on with Gallant Few with Carl Monger about veterans, and I he, heard he your heart. Up. He hit me up. I want to say minutes before that thing. It was like, hey, I need to have you on the podcast, and I was like, is this like public? <laughs> like. In, in public, this is back when Nick had a fake Instagram name because he I didn't, didn't want any fake Instagram or face Facebook. Facebook. That yeah. was like a it was just fake me name. And, it was just me and team guys, part yeah. of my team. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that was my very first intro into the public, and I was like, "I'm gonna throw up. This is ridiculous." But I, I listened to that podcast, and despite wherever you were at, you know, you I just wanted to help people. Shared your heart, yeah, and that like made an impact, right? But here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like we like we 
opportunity after opportunity to screw each other's lives up and mess each other's like life up and like just we just made a mess of everything we were just having fun in the midst of doing all that it's almost like i feel like sort of i know this is gets a little this is probably gets a little trippy for people because they don't i don't know if everyone believes in this or not but sort of like whether it's universe of course in my mind it's god but not just god also i i personally believe you your subconscious attracts things and and ultimately you do deep down attract what you value and 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 what you seek in others right it's like we we happened upon each other on instagram really what's crazy about it is like there was no reason for us to be friends we didn't work together we didn't like we knew one person on instagram (laughs) that like we shared in common and i didn't even really know him that well you did and it's like how we somehow connected and then continued to speak but yet how we connected you laid a fucking oh Stop. You laid a web, and I <laughs> fell into the web and got stuck. And I was like, well, shit, here I am. And I sucked your blood. Yeah. No, but ultimately, I, I truly, something. I truly, oh, my God. <laughs> See, and then he says that he doesn't want to talk about sex. I truly believe that our subconscious somehow attracted one another because ultimately we were the right fit. Right. Even though we had so many opportunities to screw things up at the time which i did multiple times yeah so but (laughs) so you agree (laughs) no but ultimately i really do think that as we began to grow because we made the choice to grow in the same direction we are now able to have like this awesome connection because it's like we are so connected like we are so deeply connected we we think the same way people have the whole time we've been together have said god you guys are like the same person in female and male form definitely not we're not trust me trust me we're not but we are a lot alike and i think it's for the best because we both were married to people who were opposites so let's go back to this this miss piggy miserable cow and their husband gets yeah what do you do man i mean we talked about this before but like you have to, in my opinion, you drive the train. The man drives the train. And the sad part is either she comes up and gets on board or she doesn't. Right. And that's a sad thing. But, like, the option of going backwards and being the unhealthy, lazy, non-serving family member is not an option. Right. Like, you're not going to go back to the guy carrying the shoes. Right. You are the protector. You are the provider. You're the leader. And you're going to be the man and you're going to be fit and you're going to have energy and you're going to serve your wife and you're going to serve your kids the, at the highest capacity. Like that's the path. Yeah. And there's no coming off that path. And if your significant other is not okay with that, then she needs to go find herself a fat, lazy dude. And <laughs> go comes live, home at five every day. <laughs> yeah. And go live unhappily somewhere else. And that's a sad thing to say, but otherwise your life is going to be miserable. Yeah. And like they say, I think, you know, I know Jim says it, but there's a lot of people that say it, you know, the most important decisions that you'll ever make in your life is your partner or is who you choose to walk the we road with. We tell people that the Squire program, we tell young men that the most biggest thing, what will make you successful or break you in your life is who you choose as a partner. Long-term. Long-term. Yeah. And furthermore, who you choose to impregnate. But yeah, <laughs> so that's a separate, that's a separate uh, story we can go down. But, but the, the, the thing is, is I don't say that to like throw shade at your, for you to throw shade at your wife. I say that because you need to go look in the mirror and go be honest with yourself. Are you being the man that you're supposed to be? I can't make you anything. Right. I can't do, I can't do anything with you you're your own you have autonomy to yourself you're your own person we choose to be together but as for, but for me if i'm gonna be, i have to go look in the mirror and go am i doing all the right things that i'm supposed to be doing and if not then i need to own that and i need to become that person before so, i can say anything else 
So this is what I will say that typically happens. And the reason why women get on the bitterness path, there's lots of reasons, but these are the things that I really try to focus on in my book. And the one thing being that you typically women put themselves on the back burner. Dads do it too, but mothers almost always. And even if you're not, if you don't have children, but you're in a relationship, you'll typically find that women will put themselves on the back burner to help assist uh, a man, right? With his goals and his desires. And you've done it to me. I've done it. I've done it with you. So that happens, right? Well, the problem is that you do that hoping, I know in my case, like I would always think like, I'll do this and then he'll reciprocate it. And that's not really the way that it works. So you can't do those. I'm busy. <laughs> Thanks for all your help. <laughs> now I'm really busy and I can't help you. <laughs> um, I think the thing that, you know, same thing with love and affection and whatever your love language may be. A lot of times women will put that out there, completely deplete themselves and then um, be angry. And so the biggest thing is like, if that's who you are, if that's what you've done, and now you are bitter and frustrated because you gave of yourself a hundred percent to all these people and no one's pouring back in your tank. I'm going to say to you, that is your fault. You did that to yourself. And while you may be you're not a victim, you're not a victim. Yeah. And this is the part that's hard. I think for sometimes for women, cause it's like, I'm being selfless. Well, if you're serving your family in hopes that, you know, you'll get this specific response back, then did you really do it for them or did you do it for you? Yeah. What I had to learn Ooh, and I like that. What? Did you do it for them or did you do it for yourself? Right. So are you are you doing things in an effort to get this reward or objective back? Or are you truly doing it to just serve? Just to serve. Are you truly addicted to the process of building a good family and building a good relationship? Or are you doing it to something like a dog with a bone? You're you're only doing it to get a reward. Right. That's a big difference. Right. And and the problem with that being that like when you do it that way, you don't have personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. So and that's something I had like to really learn the hard way and like being married twice and divorced and and raising someone else's kids, stepkids, it wasn't even like they're my kids. So I'm pouring my heart into other people's kids. And then, you know, I don't even, I'm not even their mom. So it's like this constant, it's hard. I had to learn that the hard way. Right. And what I learned was that I had to put personal boundaries up for myself and say, okay, I'm not going to give up myself until I have nothing left. I'm going to choose to take care of myself. And Taking care of yourself doesn't mean wine nights with your girlfriends and overeating chocolate or going out to eat. That's not taking care of yourself. I see that shit on social media, like self-care. And I'm like, they're like basically alone or with their girlfriends, like pounding bottles of wine. I'm like, motherfucker, that's not self-care. You're just a drunk. <laughs> you're a drunk and you're bitching to your friends about your spouse. Yeah, that's And not while self- that might feel good for a few hours... Ultimately, that is not going to help you in any way. Oh, no, you just go back and you look at him. You're like, man. Right. So the the truth is that in order for you to fill your tank back up, you've got to females find the thing it is your why. Like I talk about this all the time: finding your why and what motivates you in your own endeavors. Mm-hmm. Not and and maybe your whole entire life is that I just want my family to be this incredible thing. So you know if that's it, that's great. But like you can't tell me that as a person, as an individual, as a woman, that you don't also have things that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, finding jujitsu and finding that element of like these are females who think like me. Mm-hmm. And we connect in that way. And I can train and push myself to grow and like really, really, like, there's no cap mm-hmm. of me developing myself in this area. I've, I've got to do this indefinitely mm-hmm. to grow. So same thing, like, there's some other things that cause these sort of insecurities with within women. And the thing that's hard for me is a lot of times I'll see these, like, women who are, like, you know, wellness coaches or whatever, and they're pushing this message to women that, like, you need to, like, not feel so insecure and just flip up like, you know, it's like, yes, that's great to teach yourself to be less insecure and more confident and all those things. But that doesn't come out of thin air. 
you can't say that like I dropped out of high school, I have no skill set, and I'm going to choose not to be insecure. I don't have anything going for myself. I feel like shit. Don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> okay. I, the, it infuriates me. Women as a whole have to take those insecurities and find the, the underlying reason why. Why do I feel insecure about this? How do I change it? It all comes down to action. You have to develop yourself. And women have stunted their growth because they typically put themselves on the back burner and choose not to develop themselves and then resent men for developing for, themselves. For doing it. Can't happen anymore. Like, if you want your life to change, you have got to develop yourself, whether it's in fitness, health, nutrition. Side hustle. Whatever. Side hustle, whatever it may be. Learn something. Mm-hmm. Go and learn. Develop your brain. Instead of just complaining for 20 years and then your kids leave the house and you're like, now what? Now what? It, and so ultimately, like, I can't say it enough, you will never be content until you are challenging your own brain. It's just like if you think about like a really high-bred dog, right? Like I like to think of myself like a really high-bred dog. <laughs> if I am not giving myself tasks and something to do and like work towards I just get really, like, antsy and have bad behavior. (laughs) Go dig holes in your life. Go dig holes, do stupid shit, tear up the trash, eat garbage. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But ultimately, I think that's probably, like, the biggest thing is if you have resting bitch face, if you are discontent, if you are dealing with insecurity, if your spouse's achievements, success, um, growth is giving you a bad feeling of jealousy or anything like that, the way to attack that is to develop your fucking self. So that's all great and dandy. That's all fine and dandy, babe. That's for the women, if you were listening. There's there's like nine nine women listening to this podcast. (laughs) So what do the men do? I don't know. The only thing the men to do is to continue continue the course. Well, ultimately, truthfully, I think... If it is the situation like what we were just talking about and that your person is somebody who didn't keep their promises to you, you are angry, they are angry and bitter with you for not. You have to start doing this. Well, maybe start with that. Start by, okay, instead of just like, I'm just going to show her and do all these badass things, start with. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you got to keep your promises. Yeah. Get a date night. Find a babysitter. Address it. Address, like start Apologize. doing it. Yeah. Start doing it. Start doing it and also. Yeah. Address the fact that you're sorry that you've put her in that place to feel that way and that you want to change it. And then she's got to forgive you. So ultimately, there's a lot of play there, but there we go. I'll get into the questions now. Oh, God. I think that's good. We just in the podcast. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, GSD one two one three two. Oh, you don't. Sit, okay, I freaking don't. hate Instagram names. Okay, sorry. They're stupid. Why can't you just be your name? Why does it have to be like, you know, badass forty seven thirty eight? What are you talking about? I think when do, when did they say when you when you can put BJJ in your in your, your handle? One stripe, one stripe white belt. Yeah. yeah. Once okay. you get your first stripe, you can put BJJ in your in your Instagram name. Oh, so there's actually almost three of this same question. So what's Which questions? is interesting to me. I get those all the time. Almost everybody had three people ask the same thing. Tips for finding the right mate in your 20s. Tips for finding your future spouse in your 30s. Advice. Um, you, you don't find them. They find you. Um, but it goes back to being that, that best version of yourself. I'll tell you where you don't find them. You don't find them in a bar. You don't find them in a club. Uh, you find them working on yourself because here's the deal. This is what happens. If you go find them on an app or something like that, and I'm not saying that you know, we found each other on Instagram. Instagram's an app. Um, but, I, you know, I'm like, if, if you're like on a dating app, you know, or a hookup app, it's probably not, I mean, I'm not saying it, it happens. It can happen. But you're going to find people, you're going to find the right person by you living your life and doing the things that you love to do. For instance, jujitsu, going to the gym, hiking, getting in these different groups that have the same morals and, and like um, vision as you, 
values. Values. That's where you're going to find person. You're not going to go find them by like go looking for them. You're going to find them by working on yourself and being the very. And, and someone messaged on the squire or uh, there was a some post had to do. I think it had to do with either the Go Gear or the Squire program, where they were like, "Well, where where are all the high value? How does how do you find a high value man or something like that?" And it was like, "Why don't you work on becoming a high value woman?" So. The point being is if you continue to work on yourself and you become the very best version of yourself, well, then you're going to find you're going to attract the same type of person. You're not going to, you know, it, but if you're down in the dumps living, you know, by pleasure, you're going to find the same person that's living by pleasure and not purpose. And that's a recipe for disaster unless you both just get honest with you. Like you love each other and you're like, hey, we got some personal work to do separate and together like, you know, like we did. But if you really want to find, like, that badass person, you have to go be a badass person. And I'll say this, because I say this to my brother a lot. Sorry, Neil, if you're listening. The biggest thing, you know, being married twice that I can say. You like talking about that Well, we're talking about relationships, and I've just. (laughs) I think the biggest thing that you have to really, really grasp and comprehend is that if you have been in a long-term relationship, whether or not you are married, if you've been in a long-term relationship or more than one long-term relationship, you have baggage. If you were married, you've got more baggage. If you have children, you've got more baggage. So if you want to find a high-value mate in your 20s and 30s, deal with your baggage. Yeah. What ultimately you're saying, like by saying, like, don't just work on yourself, like get whole first, mm-hmm. get whole first, because ultimately you'll attract a better person to yourself. Because If you don't like what Dr. Jim Richards talks about is if you don't, when things happen, even if you find a good person, you will then react to a situation based off prior events. And basically it's triggering you. A past event is going to trigger you in the present. And then if you really like break it down, it's not really even the current event that's making it happen. You're just reacting based off of past traumas because it's made you feel the same way. So now you're treating this other, this new person based off of your past events. And if you don't deal with that shit, that's going to continue to happen. The other thing is, I believe truthfully, probably almost all of our problems, vices, uh, bad relationships, mistakes, things that you like can look back and say, God, that, you know, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. Almost always they come from a sense of lack. When you start to feel like you are without, like you are not enough, like you're missing something, you start making decisions that are stupid. So in like when it comes to relationships, oh, I just need a man or I just need a woman. I just want a girlfriend. I'm so lonely. You are lonely. You are lacking good company. You are lacking like a sense of, of wholeness. You feel alone. You feel empty. So why? I had to come to that myself. I really did because I would find myself like feeling very lonely and I Mind you, I'm an extrovert, so like... I was going to say, I, was like, I, I haven't <laughs> felt lonely in like over a decade. I'm always like, I've been alone for five minutes. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm an extrovert, so it's a little different, I'm sure. There's a lot of introverts that you are like... You left me at the house alone for one night, and I was like... Hell yeah. <laughs> this is amazing, man. A lot of you don't know, but Nick is actually an introvert. People don't realize. I think they think that they have social anxiety. They're an introvert. That's not really the case. I social anxiety. No, Typically, introverts just recharge alone. They home. need to. They need to recharge alone after being in large groups. Wanna, and I'm like Dimitri. What do you say? To you? I'm so happy to be home. <laughs> so glad to be. So home. glad to be home. Like, yeah, buddy. Me like, too. Great. You're great. But truthfully, like I'm an extrovert, so being around people always makes me feel energized and all that. And so having a mate, you know, like intimacy hierarchy kind of a thing, I really felt like connected and good better if I felt like I had someone but the problem with that is I was like settling for relationships that weren't right for me because I just didn't want to be alone and I felt lack so 
addressing why you feel. Wait a minute. How many, how many are you talking about, babe? Jeez. What? <laughs> addressing why, why you feel alone first. Yeah. And addressing why you feel like being by yourself or, you know, that something's missing. No, you need to be comfortable with being alone. You got to be First, whole. Yeah. You got to be able to get up, make your food, yeah. go train, and feel good about your life yep. alone. Yep. And then the at, then after that, it's like a bonus. It's an asset. It's like it's not it's not something that you need. It's something that you want. Anyways. Yeah, but nice. church, you can find a nice girl in church or at the gym or those church girls are freaks. <laughs> so That's how I know. Mm. What do you like most about each other? I love this part. This is my favorite. This is this is a stupid. That's a stupid question. No, it's not. What do you like most about me? (laughs) You go first. Okay, I will. I don't know. Let's just skip this. I don't like this. No, I'm going to ask this. You have to do this, babe. This is a horrible question. It's a good one. Words of affirmation are my love language. So uncomfortable. Okay, well, I don't want you. I don't even want you to tell me what you what. No, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to. I'll tell you one of the things I'll edit I li- this out. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the things I like best about Nick. And this is again mm. one of those things. So like when we we're going through very hard times. I don't like words of affirmation. For those of you that are listening, just so you know, I, I don't like it. I'm like, mm, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that, you know, when it's really important to find, I, I think personally, to really Figure out what it is you love most about a person and then really hold it tight to your heart because ultimately when you're going through hard things, you have to sometimes fall on those things. So in some of the times when we were going through really tough stuff and I'd like, you know, try to talk to a friend about it or whatever, like, which was rare because I don't really talk to people about my shit. But if I did. They're like, leave his ass. (laughs) No, one of the things somebody said to me was, well, what do you love most about Nick? And I had to think about it for a second because I was mad at you. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? I think probably one of the things that I love most about him is that he has the ability to change. He has such a heart for personal growth that if anything is a problem, whether or not he fixes it immediately, he is willing to put in the work and change and work on himself. What did my daughter say? It doesn't. <laughs> my daughter was like, what did she say? She Dad says, will always get it done. Either. Immediately. Or in three months. <laughs> but he'll always get it done. <laughs> he'll put you off for six months or he'll do it immediately. Yeah. Um, but it's really true. It's like. In all those times when I was like, gosh, I just don't know if I can do this. Like, we're struggling. I was like, you know what? Like, he he does have the capability to change and grow. I know that. I've seen it. I watched it happen. I've watched you do brain treatments. I've watched you say, oh, I don't like to meditate. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, I ain't doing it. And then you do it. And then you do it. So I know that they're, you're capable somebody, of change. One of them in the go-go was like, I can't meditate. I'm like, that's a that was a cop out. It's like, bro, it took me eight years, eight fucking years to learn how to meditate. Eight, like <laughs> eight years. Like when we first used to try, you a were straight panic attack. Yeah. Close my, nope. Nope. I am not closing my eyes and I'm not sitting on the nope. floor. Nope. Are you crazy? <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. Um, oh, eight years. Anyways, go ahead. Well, that was one of the big ones. I think the fact that you're, always challenging yourself and open to growth. And when I come to you and I say, hey, I know you're not going to hear this, but I need to talk to you about this. I think it's something we need to work on. You're like, but I know you're going to listen to me and at least hear me out. And whether or not it changes immediately or within six months, I know that it's going to happen, right? Comfortability is growth, man. So that's mine. That's what I like best about you. Are you like best about me, babe? Your boobs. <laughs> He's not gonna do it. I will say this though, for my birthday, because he is just challenged with words of affirmation. It's not his love language. He gave me index cards with words of affirmation on them, 
and for he 365 for 365 days. days. So for the next 365 days, I'm going to have a word of affirmation to carry around. With I'm going to have, but because of travel, I am going to have to like pre. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-write a bunch and then hide them in the house. Okay, perfect. Hopefully you'll find them. <laughs> Like I'll, I, just put, I'll just put them in all the cabinets because huh. you open every cabinet in the in the kitchen. At once. I'll leave it open. Oh, wait. That was what you liked about me the most? Yeah. Great. No. What I like <laughs> about you the most is um, the effort that you – maybe it's not the most. This is just what comes to mind because the way that you operate is the way that you bring family together and the way that you create this strong – moral value system in our family uh, and even hold me accountable to it as well because you know you you know I can get very busy with moving the needle for our life you know what I mean heading in the direction that I want it to go um, and you're kind of like the anchor that keeps me anchored to the, the my top priorities and keeping our family strong and keeping and keeping those things that are most important with our kids rock solid because it is my job and, and I believe this is for men I believe it's you know if you look at us as a like a very you know at, at our core genetic level men are hunter and gatherers we're out there to go smash it kill shit bring home the bacon right women's job is to be the nurturer to keep the family together to keep the, the cave warm to, to, to keep make babies into boys you know what I mean? Keep everything strong and you, as much as you have your own aspirations for your career and, you know, you're amazing what you've done with all of our companies and everything, you've also kept that light burning. And it's not very, it's not a very big trait anymore. Right. It's really true. That's and, and then I think that's the reason why a lot of families struggle. You know, because it, you know, you know, I don't give a shit what year it is. There's gender roles. We have our strengths and weakness. Everybody has their strengths and weakness. Women, women can do things that men cannot do. And I'm not just talking about having babies. I'm talking about on the nurturing side and the way that they do things. Women have the ability to do things within their family that men simply don't have the capacity to do. And men have the capacity to do certain things. And hold the line on certain things that I was thinking about the whole spider thing with Dimitri. And you were like, no, don't do that. And I was like, first of all, stay in your lane. I got this one. You have to tell that story because nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> but but your ability to, and maybe it's from your family or however you got it, but you've stuck so strongly to those core values and ensured that they stay maintain in our family. And because of that, our family is better and, and it will continue to be better. Thanks, Anyways. babe. Let's talk about that for a second. Your boobs. Oh, thanks. Seven grand. No problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about for a second really quickly because I think it is a good topic. And I I know people are going to get mad, but I don't fucking care. Gender roles. I just said it. Let's talk about what you actually believe about it. I want to hear it, and then I'm going to tell you. Or I'll go first if you want. I feel like, Mark, can you throw that, that Star Wars meme up? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know about if I should go down this lane. Uh, okay, well, I'll start it then because okay. I, I really truly believe this in my heart. Okay, I'm a female. Mm -hmm. I I'm aware. Just, you, he's checked, promise. I'm a female. I am a mom. I am somebody who's... Um, been in business for longer than I've been like in the mom family role. Like I was, I built a successful business. I was one of the fastest growing best photographers in Kansas city on the not.com. I was well, even before that you were running black ops shit. Yeah. I was selling handbags out of the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've done that stuff. I'm very, very, I feel like I'm very strong. I'm very opinionated. I would say that I'm not afraid of much. I would say that, you know, I do jujitsu. I roll with grown men almost every day. I lift weights. I'm by no means. Some men like to roll with her more than others. <laughs> so I'm starting to pick, I'm starting to pick up on some things in the gym. Stop. 
We'll have to, we'll have to address that <laughs> on another date. Anyways, all of that being said, like I'm, I'm not, tra- I'm our training partner. <laughs> I'm not trying to toot. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. That wasn't the point of that. The point of that was to say, okay, that is me, right? I would think most people would say my personality is either aggressive or intense in some ways, right? I'm not a girly girl, right? Not a girly girl, right? I'm like... As far as when it comes to girl things that you would say girly thing, you don't do those well. Right, okay. However, I strongly believe, for like I really believe this in my heart of hearts, there are so many things that women do differently than men, better than men. And that if we allow ourselves to do those things, we will be more fulfilled. Can you give a a couple examples? So I would say, you know, not everyone wants to have kids, and I fully understand that. But I truly believe that becoming a mom, whether you adopt or you have a child, is something that... like deepens like the wells within your soul you become a a richer you have a richer life when you raise children if well not just that on a genetic level you're designed to breed and to procreate life and if to, to deny yourself that is to deny yourself of the full full human experience of, of your life and it's okay if you don't have kids i get it but the, they say that but here's the problem is you you say that when you're younger but then when you're 60, you're gonna. there's not a 60-year-old woman that didn't have kids that looks back and goes, thank God I didn't have kids. I haven't met one. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some. I'm but sure, but the ones that I've met that didn't, it's like it was, it's one of their bigger regrets that they, that they had because there is, I mean, we're designed to, to procreate. And I know there's a million reasons why people haven't and don't, and I, all I can say is that you can do motherhood. There's, it is, there's plenty of kids out there. It is hard. You can do it, and that. Ultimately, it's this extremely, extremely fulfilling, fulfilling experience. Super hard. That super hard, but changes you in ways you could only imagine, and you will absolutely adore. And I feel that way about even just raising my stepkids. Second, second note, I think ultimately and truthfully, in my opinion, that taking care of your spouse in whichever ways you you guys have like serving each other, serving each other, taking care of your spouse, extremely fulfilling. In my opinion, like I feel like more and more women who choose that route, like whether it be making meals for them or just like whatever their love language is doing the best that they can to like be that partner. It is pretty interesting on, on a genetic level or psychology level where if the man is doing all the things that he's supposed to be doing, the woman has a deep desire to serve him in some capacity, whether it's even like, I just want to iron his pants <laughs> or I want to make him a sandwich or there's like, make I make sure just, he's taken care of. I, there's, there's, there's a desire there to provide for him, but that's if the man is doing the things, right? You know I mean? But that's, it's a sign of like, I just love him so much. I want to, do this thing for him, you know? And ultimately like, so for me, like gender roles don't necessarily mean like, Oh, you're a woman, you cook. Oh, you're a woman, you do this. Oh, you're a woman, you have to do this. I don't think it's that cut and dry, but I do think you will find yourself more fulfilled in the human experience. If you raise children with your significant other, if you take care of your significant other and, and serve him in some ways, gender roles, you go. Motherfuckers better be going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody needs that too. <laughs> and I know it's 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 the hunter provider thing. It's to go out there and crush life. But the, but I, you know, in my in my mind, you know, I, I imagine this avatar of a man, much like myself, that just goes out there and provides, builds wealth, gets smart, does the thing that's going to change their their make their family's life better, and then turn around and then teach their family. Be the professor for their family to show them and guide them for the way for the next generation. Like, that's your job, man. 
Your job is not to be the guy carrying the shoes. Your job is to be the protector, the provider, the the professor in that family. Like that is your job. You're the guy with the freaking staff, you know, saying thou shalt not pass. Like and that's, this and is, as women, like I really believe it's our job to create that home, yeah. to create that space for like that growth to happen. And for we're, we're not nurturers. <laughs> Nurture, uh, teach also. Yeah. One thing that you and I like, I think we we both just had our breath taken away and we were so extremely like taken by was when we went to Greece together and we did the um, museum. We walked through, like, we did the museum, the Acropolis, like, everything. The new one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we... Well, you never even saw the old one, did you? No. So we did the new one. Bonk. I know. Compared to what they've done now. But we did it with um, your friend Vasilis. Vasilis, if he's listening, yeah. we love you. He is a historian. Basically. And essentially shared, like so much extra history as we walked around and looked everything i'm a museum like junkie i love that shit and tell what your big take on it like that you took away because we talked about it a lot i don't the one i the one that i'm thinking about i don't want to talk about because religious people will get upset no i'm i mean in like the female and like the physique of even some of the female uh statues go get offended you don't have to make it biblical you know about like ancient Greeks and their gods versus. I'm talking about the fact like you were saying the biggest thing that we noticed right of all those statues and we walked around the the museum in Greece was that their physiques were like phenomenal right and you're talking about ancient an ancient culture and society civilization where their muscle mass I mean we're talking about the statues that they pulled from the dirt yeah. Their muscle mass was like insane. Mm-hmm. Like, gr- obviously, these people were eating protein, like a serious amount of protein. And both the men and women were training a significant, a significant amount of time. Because most of the time, you see ancient civilizations. It's it like it was in that society. It was their duty. It was, it was their responsibility to be the best that they can be physically. And it wasn't about vanity. And that was what you really. It's like so much of. Well, that's where Christianity came in and, and then manipulated it to it, it being about vanity um, and in, instead of it being about you. And that's where the hypocr- hypocritical part comes into with religion and Christianity. It's like they turn, they talk about vanity, but at the same time, it's like the, your, your God's temple, but you're shoving bowberry biscuits down your throat and drinking, you know, drinking beer and drinking wine. You know, like, how is this God's temple? Like God, it, it, it we be our human bodies are created to be we can be it is amazing what the human body can accomplish and what it can be both in physique and health and we squander it we squander it and we allow other people to manipulate us into squandering it and then all of a sudden now if you become physically fit or you say you know what i'm going to max out my human ability you're now vain or you're on the fringe or you're a psychopath. Like that's what they've created that when people see me in the airport, they're like, Oh my God. It's an action figure. Are you, are you a wrestler? Or <laughs> people you ask or us you all the this? time if are you're, you, <laughs> if like, you're an action figure. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no man, I'm, this is, this is what normal is supposed to be, but we've, we've manipulated. It's been manipulated and perverted to a point to where now it's the unnorm. And it's norm to be a dad bod. It's norm to be unhealthy. That's part of the opposition. That's part of how the devil gets you and the negativity gets you. But but anyways, ancient Greek. I talked about that in the that article. The the Washington was it Washington Times? I think Mark was that what it was? Was yeah. It was the Washington. Yeah, the New York New York Post was talking about how it's racist to be physically fit. Um, but then you you know this the the other article about ancient Greek ancient Greeks was. No, it was your duty and responsibility. So much to the point to where, like, trainers and um, the city-states would provide training and teachings on how to become physically fit and do calisthenics and perform in games and all these sort of things. So it's just, it's interesting how we've, 
we've lost the true meaning of what that what that is and and the reason why that let's be real the reason why it's been perverted by the church and by the government is so that you can be fucking controlled by society by by them to have their will done on you because if everybody in the United States was a if every man was operating at the highest capacity was physically fit thought for himself protected his family there's nothing nobody could do unstoppable we would be unstoppable and that's a fucking threat to them it's a threat so to they everybody want, they want you fat sick and dependent on the government so as soon as you t- if i took all the men in the nation 330 something million put them through the agogi god damn that'd be great for business but <laughs> women if, too if if but yeah like my you know my soul my not my my main focus is men because i'm a man if i took every man in the country and made him the very best version of himself as a human being that would be such a threat to the powers that be. They would have zero power because communities of men would get together like they do, like we do in the Akogi. A tribe of men would get together and be like, what do we want? What's best for us and our family? Oh, that? No, we're not playing that game because that's not what's best for us. We're not going to abide by your rules. Well, it's the rules. Change your fucking rules then because us as the people say no. That's dangerous. Yeah, they don't want that. That's why there's they keep. Your, there's your fucking ginger ginger rolls. <laughs> and I think honestly, and I truly believe this. I mean, just for the sake of like most of the time, I, most of the time in those cultures, when men were away at war, women were holding down the fort. So who the fuck is going to take care of the family and protect the family? And if you look at our, if you look at my ancestors, they fought as well. They fought as well. So it's like, same with the Vikings. There's different cultures have these these same tendencies. But ultimately, no matter what, if men are away working, men are away at war, women are supposed to protect the, and hold the line of yeah. the where you're at, plus keep the family safe. You have to be in that same mindset. You have to yeah. be ready and prepared for anything. And being a protector of your family and your child is just as important because what are you going to do when your husband's not there? Mm-hmm. It's nice to be like, well, I don't have to worry about that. My husband did it. Cool. What about when he's not there? Right? Like I get real fat on the hog sometimes when it's just like, oh no, Nick's got it. He's with me. I don't have to worry about anything. Well, you leave pay, town. Paying attention to directions. <laughs> paying attention to directions. <laughs> um, closing I cabinets. Need, I don't need to know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, shit, how do I get there? You know, and I'm like texting him for passwords and codes and I don't know how to log into the bank account. And I'm like, shit, I need to get my shit together. But ultimately it's really true. When you're gone, I'm suddenly like way more aware way more like vigilant because I am like, okay, he's not here. And the responsibility is so huge. And then when I, when that happens, I'm like, God, I'm so thankful for him. And man, guys have to feel like this all the time. (laughs) What's weird is if you're that type of guy, it's not something you really, it's not something that stresses you out. Like that's not something that stresses me out. It's just what I do. It's just my. You're very trained, though. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I'm not the the average, you know, the average guy. But it really is. It's not something that I. It's not something I think about. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I I'm always imagining the ways I can murder people that try to hurt me. Well, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of ways to murder people. <laughs> okay, so next one. I want to create one of those. What are those? Mark, what are those things called with the the logs with the spikes that fall down and like stab you? I don't know. You're talking about like an an ancient like uh, yeah. catapult that, type I device. I want that in my foyer in my house. So like if I can just push a button and if you don't belong there, it's just like a log comes down and stabs you. Okay, this is actually the last one, and it's very good. Um, I think we're good on time. Okay, what do you guys do when things get off track? They do get off track. This is what happens when they get off track. Miss Capper comes into my office and says, we need to talk. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <sighs> but typically that's, and they've get, they've been, they, they get off track, you know, especially with things happen. Like we've lost employees and, you know, we've lost employee. This is typically, in my opinion, this is what, how things get off track. Um, somebody quits or somebody moves away. Like eventually we're going to lose Mark to the Peace Corps. Mark's going to go away. Um, you're going to go save all the youth in Costa Rica. 
Um, Thank you. Which, yeah, which I'm proud of you for. Um, so like we'll lose somebody and if I can't, if I haven't been able to replace them immediately, then I go, you know, you know, I have no problem with hard work. Like Nick goes into the, what do you call it? They go into the bunker. bunker. I go into the bunker, sat hunker down, hunker down, ratchet that shit down and get, and get work done. But typically what happens then is now all, all of my top priorities in my life start to suffer. And that's when she'll be like, okay, babe, let's, you know. But I think over the years, it's gotten better to where now I, I'm better about, I guess, scaling those things or, or hitting them off before that, like knowing that those things are going to happen and planning for them. And we're also better at communicating. Yeah. And, you know, it used to be like the triggers, all the triggers from all the baggage and all the previous relationships yeah, and yeah. things got off track. It was like a huge blowout. And we'd have it this. It comes down to communication. Right. It comes down to like, hey, we're getting off track. Let's. Let's re let's readdress some things. Figure out. and the biggest thing is not pointing figures like you're doing this and you're doing this and you said this. It's not about that. Who gives a shit about any of that? What's the outcome you want? Yeah. What's the out? What is the desired outcome? How do we want our quality of life to be? And then what do we need to do to solve these problems? If you can communicate from a place of not about well you said this and you're doing this and you're like, fuck all that. Like that's yes. You can go back and forth and I, I think about the. The Spider-Man meme, the old Spider-Man cartoon where there's like three Spider-Mans and they're <laughs> you, all like, you, you. yeah, they're all pointing at each other. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I think about that. It literally gets nothing done. So if you can come together and go, hey, listen, we're off track and, and being operating at a higher frequency when you can admit, let go of your ego, let go of your fucking pride and go, yeah, we are off track. And, you know, this is, I'm a culprit of this, you know, this is my fault or take some ownership of the direction it is and then sit down and go, okay, what do we need to do to solve the problem? How can I make you feel this way better? How can I, you know, cause I don't, if you're in a good relationship, I don't think that you're ever intentionally hurting the other person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's you're you're maliciously intentful to hurt the other person. If you are, you're being an asshole. If you are, you guys have got worse problems, got worse bigger problems. fish to fry. It's it's more of a life situation that happens, and and to solve that you have to come together, identify what the problem is, not by pointing fingers, but identify what the problem is, and then and then focus on the solutions to the problem, not to necessarily who's doing what or why. Yes. Concur. That I think the only other thing is like, on a personal level, like if you're off track on a personal level, because um, I think sometimes join the agogi. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. We'll, we'll, we fix that. We fix. But I mean, even more than that, though, like if if me personally, if I am off track, the only way that I can get back on track is if I plan. And that's well, essentially that's, what the agogi is. Yeah, it's like that's what that's the reason why I say it. And people are probably get tired of hearing me. But it, but it's because we create a routine and then we we have people in place to hold you accountable of that routine. And then it's it's not. You know, and we're hard on some people, man. I'm hard on some of my business partners because I'm like, dude, if I care about you, then I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to hold you accountable. Not because I'm being a dick, because I want what's best for you. So it's the same thing in a relationship. It's like you hold each other accountable. You hold me accountable. You know, it's like, hey, uh, date night. <laughs> date night. Yep. <laughs> well, and not only that, but just for the sake of, for instance, I, I sort of felt like, you know, after... The holidays, we kind of had like a shift last year where we had some people that left and we were really crushing work and it gets really busy around Black Friday and all that stuff. We were just like cranked. It's a three-week period that's pretty rough. And I, I felt like we were not in sync at all, like at all. So I said, okay. So every, every 16, 13 weeks, I like am making goals in my journal where it's like, okay, I'm going to break down these goals, right? So I said, okay, my ultimate goal are these three things. I'm just going to kind of break down what you do with the Agogi too. These are my ultimate goals. So for me, these ultimate goals were have a better relationship with you the next 13 weeks. This is one of my most important things. Like, and if it can, if it if it's good, it can always be better. I right. Just want, like, yeah. You, that's something that you can always work on. Right. And I felt like we were out of sync because we were working so much. So I said, okay, this, this first year goal, my goal is to be better relationship with you. I would like to have a certain level of body fat and look a certain way by the summer. And then the third one being that like I'm competing in a grappling tournament in March and I really wanted to be prepared for it. So then I took those three goals 
and you always help me do this, break them down all the way down into the daily daily, tasks. So sometimes people say, my goal is to go to BJJ three times this week, go to train in the gym five times this week, do this. Those are not my goals. Those are just my practices, my daily action to get me to my goal. So in, in the number one goal being have a better relationship or get closer with you, get our relationship to where I feel like we're back on track. Okay, so I said we're going to do a weekly date night, not just a monthly date night. We're going to do a weekly date we, night. We weren't doing monthly date nights. I mean, there for a little bit. It got a little sketchy, <laughs> sketchy. Little, we were it's, busy. It's weekly. It's weekly. So weekly date nights. Then the next thing that I wanted to do was like, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like I was really wanting to increase our amount of sex we had per week. I've been tracking it. Sold. (laughs) Sold. I'm like, I want to have more sex. And I also think that like we have got to find a way of like, well, for me, doing a random act of kindness regularly. And so I, the first month I tracked and it was really sad. I was like, man, I did not do enough nice things. So ultimately like I track each day, like, did I do something nice? And if I didn't, I'm like, okay, I need to go do something nice. And those, because your love language is acts of service. And like, I know that I, my goal is like, I'm going to make sure that we're going on these dates and I'm doing something nice. And that's like one of the most important things. So that when we're off track, planning gets us back on track. Yeah. Planning, communication. Um, all right, guys, listen, do me a huge favor. Do me a huge favor. If if you're getting value out of this, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that that we, we please the algorithm gods and you get notified that we're, that you're getting these messages because I know they're helpful to someone. And if they're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go leave a five-star review that helps us as well. Um, this thing doesn't make any money. And, and it helps us keep the, the growth going and um, helps and us so, pay Mark and uh, yeah, and pay Mark. Right. Cause he's, he's got to make a bunch of money <laughs> before he goes, before he goes be broke for two years in Costa Rica with the Peace Corps. Um, and uh, they, they don't pay you well down there. Right. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, leave us a five-star review and then screenshot this, share this podcast on your social media, tag Allie and I tag always forward podcast and uh, we'll share this as well because, you know, this one little bit, if you're a keeper of the badge, if you're a keeper of the information, then you're just being selfish. And there's somebody that might listen to this that could save their marriage, save their life, or find the right mate and just completely change their, their life as a whole. So other than that, you good, babe? Um, make sure you get some Johnny Slicks for oh, yeah. Valentine's Day. It's coming. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't you want to smell good, yeah. get laid. Do the it right thing. Yeah. And right after this, we're going to read the naughty reviews. So go to Johnny Slicks and you'll see a video of us. The sexiest reviews. It's really amazing. All the great stories everybody has. They're gnarly. <laughs> I was listening to Mark read them the other day. So, um, yeah. So go check those out. Anyways, you guys know the deal. Never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh-huh.